Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. Week 6 was a trip. The Raiders rallied to defeat their rivals, the Broncos. Despite all the drama within the organization, the Jags finally landed their first W, taking down the Dolphins in London, and Derrick Henry led the Titans to a nail-biting, hard-hitting victory over the Bills. In today's Upset episode, we'll discuss all the games, break down what happened, and dig into what we learned from it all. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 6 is in the books, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, you know we got those NFL parlays, so download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offer so that you change term and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Before we start a recap, I got to bring in my guy, Lamb. Lamb, what is good? I see you over there with the scruff, McGruff on the face and the... The hat, like you just went for a run in the <laughs> Joe Judge sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, he has me running laps, Will. You know how Joe Judge is. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Man. So, yes, I'm excited to talk to you on American soil. I am back here. That's why I have the energy. I got some great rest in my own bed. Uh, woke up to the cat and the wife and the kids and my wife made coffee and i haven't had her coffee in like two months so i am thrilled to be in my office shout out to WinBet for sending me some new fresh gear it is lit today all right <laughs> i love it. i love the enthusiasm when you hopped on i almost sound like i almost sound like jim rome right there right that was his his kind of talk right there how are you doing i'm man? doing all right i'm doing all right you mentioned the, the the scruff i shave will about one time a year clean and I immediately, one time a year, immediately regret it the moment I wash my face. So I'm happy that my Greek heritage <laughs> is really coming back immediately with the hair. So you gotta have the scruff, man. It's, it the scruff matches your voice. Otherwise, you look like I don't know, uh, like you work on Wall Street or something like that, and no one trusts. All right, you and I want and I want you to trust me. You know, we're we're building this partnership I, I, right now. I do, man. That's why I said, look, I, I, I will I will do this, but but not without That's, Lamb. No question That's what I'm about talking it. about. How's it feel to be back home, man? It, it's good, man. I'm, I'm already adjusted. No jet lag here. I learned the system. Mm. Like when I fly to London, I sleep early and then I stay up so that when I land, I'm on their time. And so I just go to bed accordingly. Same thing here. Took a few naps on the way here and then I just stayed up. So that's the trick. That's how you beat jet lag. So now I am good, ready to rock. All right. So the record books, right? Let's start off by reviewing our picks from last week and here's how we stand so i went two and two last week which is so interesting football is so annoying um i picked the Chargers, broncos cardinals and packers my underdog of the week was jacksonville so so far i am three and three this season my favorite pick of the week was the ravens so i'm four and two of my favorite picks of the week uh, my overall record is 10 and four i'm creep creep creeping up nick what about you two and two on the week Underdog pick brings us to four and two on the year with the Raiders. Favorite pick was the Browns. I had no chance at hitting that from the start of the game. <laughs> 12 and 12 year to date. And Will, this is the third time this year that both of our underdogs hit. You had the Jags. I had the Raiders. If people were listening and put this bet in, $100 won them $555 on the Raiders and the Jaguars. So 
It seems like we're going to announce some winners. It's on you to make the decision. Listen, I know. Get, we're trying to give y'all some dough. Like, I understand the show is, like, fun. It's cool to watch. But, like, we, we kind of know what we're mm-hmm. talking about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, just just, just, tr- just give us a little bit. Let, like, trust us until we fail you. Okay? And then when we fail you, keep trusting us because we'll bring you there right you back. Go. Okay. So, let's... Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> let's jump into our upset breakdown. We're going to dig into the biggest upsets of week six. And after that, we will crown our upset of the week. So the first upset, the Raiders beat the Broncos. My gosh, absolute thrashing. Rich Passaccia, who I, I, he worked me out when he was in Tampa, and I just loved his energy. He, he worked me, he worked the hell out of me because he was a special teams coach, and I probably caught 800 punts that day in the win, and he loved me. I thought I was going to Tampa, but Rich is full of energy, like don't care who you are, attitude. He's very exciting coach to play for, and, and he was able to motivate them. I mean, it was 31 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Um, they just they just figured it out. I, I wasn't sh- I knew, of course, they were in an adverse situation, and I've seen both. I've seen them come through when things were tough, when people doubted them, and then I've seen them fall apart. And I thought this might have been a case where they would have fall apart. You and Tremont were both. Right in this situation, um, both uh, running backs Drake and Josh Jacobs scored a touchdown. Uh, Denver is now on a three-game losing streak, and the Raiders are tied for first in the West. That is wild. So, um, Nick, talk about some gambling takeaways from this game. This game was pretty much in control from start to finish. If you were a Raider backer, especially when you were catching those points, closed at four and a half points. So. This was a very comfortable sweat, right? Like sometimes things come down to the wire. You might need a late comeback. But if you were a Raiders backer, you were pretty much chilling the whole time. Will, do you think this might lead to another hot streak for the Vegas Raiders? Because they seem to be a streaky team. They were coming in on a two-game skid. Is this something that could turn their season around? Uh, I would say it is a a, a huge possibility simply because for all the reasons why you and Tremont picked them uh, to upset this week is I felt like when John Gruden was there, they did build some kind of like strong nucleus, you know, um, with within the team. You know, it's the guys really supported one another. So I think that's something that they uh, did have. So it's possible right now. I feel like the the AFC West is is kind of wide open, especially with the Chiefs at the mm-hmm. bottom. You know, so uh, I think I think it'd be really interesting. So. All right, what else you I was going to tell you, their next four games is home Eagles at the Giants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Home to the Chiefs, home to the Bengals. So three of their next four games are at home, Will, and one of them is going to be against the Giants, who are an abomination. <laughs> Talker, dude. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Eagles play mm. tough, okay? Um, they, they play tough. Uh, that's the one day a competitive Giants. Obviously, we don't know. Chiefs, obviously, like they can come through and score fifty. And then the Bengals look great. Uh, they're they're playing some really good football. All right, let's get into number two. Our second upset of the week: my Jacksonville Jaguars twenty three to twenty over the Dolphins. Oh my gosh! So yes, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I'm like, look, the Jaguars, or as they say in London, the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars. It's both. Um, Coming here, being the home team, uh, 
owner, Shah Khan, they own the Jaguars and they own Fulham. Everybody was out here. He brought the Kismet yacht out here. It was going down. Um, and yeah, they, they pulled it through. Some gnarly kicks. You know, like the, the first one, he kicked it all the way to the right and it curled in, which was pretty cool to see that. Finally, they end the 20-game losing streak. Finally, Trevor Lawrence gets his first win after, I think, his longest losing streak ever was like four games. This season was his longest losing streak in his life. Uh, Tua came back with some vengeance. He looked good despite, you know, his rib issues. Um, he played well enough to, to win. I mean, they lost by they lost by a field goal. Uh, Waddle, we knew this was going to be a Waddle game uh, for sure. Um, also, too, I would I like to mention the Dolphins were missing both of their starting corners, which was a big deal. So that even made my pick even more favorable, uh, knowing that because I feel like Marvin Jones is extremely mm-hmm. underrated. He is he was a huge get for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, Waddle played well. Gasecki was okay. Um, he had a hundred yards. I, I mean, it was effective but you want points so uh what are what are some uh gambling insights for this game i didn't really understand this game coming in with all the money and the bets coming in on the dolphins they just seem like the the but why not though so you can make a strong case that they should be winless right damian harris in week one fumbles and very unpatriot like surprised that he's even getting carries anymore the way belichick runs things up in new england and they've just looked very slow and they haven't benefited from what really helped them last year was special team touchdowns, a lot of turnovers. Xavier Howard, who's rumored in a lot of trade deadline moves, Will, and he's a, he's a top corner in the game. He got paid in this offseason. He had 10 interceptions. That's not something that correlates year to year where you can account for a defense or a guy to have that many turnovers. So to me, this was just a weird line. The Jaguars have played in London every season, so they're accustomed to the travel and the time and all that. And like, but I would say on paper, though, would you say Miami's a better team? Yeah, for sure. Like, like player for player, despite like quarterback, obviously player for player, and even the the issues that Jackson was dealing with as an organization. You know, do you feel? Just being a better team and more stability, obviously, before the game in Miami was was the favorite. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think it'd be crazy to not say that the Dolphins have a better roster. However, every season, there's a team who comes into the year with a lot of expectations, and they have the season from hell. It was the Niners last year where they lost, I think, eight starters on defense by week four, right? Coming off For the sure. Super Bowl. And this year... Seems like the Dolphins are one of them, and the team we'll get to in just a second is another one with all the injuries. So for me, you're looking at the Dolphins. They're on a five-game losing streak. Like I said before, they were a very trendy pick coming into the season to make the playoffs, and it just seems like it's the health season for the Dolphins. And, Will, I got to ask you, man, it seems like Brian Flores was getting all this praise last year. I thought he should have been coach of the year. And you look at this season – What's happening in Miami? Can is he someone that should be on the hot seat? Um, yeah, because it's this was supposed to be the season where it's go time. You know, after last year, they, I think they went ten and six last year. Uh, it's it's go time now, right? They gave him a five year deal to to get this right. Uh, it's five or six. I can't remember. I have to double check that um, to get this right. And right now, it's it's go time. But it shows you again 
when there is no stability at the quarterback position, it is extremely hard. You know, they was that was their guy. They went and found who they, who they wanted in Tua, and then they build everything else around, and they're struggling right there due to his durability, you know. And then, obviously, there are some questions with his ability. So when you have those two things in question, it is, I don't care who you are, it's hard. It's hard. It got to be rough for Dolphins fans. I know the Chargers lost over the weekend, but every – commercial now herbert is getting mvp conversations charges are playing right. well and having to see that because ultimately that was the decision you went two over herbert it's just one of those things that's gonna cause a lot of pain in the 305 moving forward well before we move on from this one how does a team with head coach drama like the raiders with gruden the fallout and then urban meyer and the jaguars pull off wins like this in week six that's interesting man because Again, why did I pick the Raiders to not win this week is because of the drama. But it, it reminded me of this thing. It reminded me that despite whatever goes on in the building, despite the head coach, the players can still go out there and perform. The league, we're all, we're all adults. Rarely, rarely are we as players going out there playing for the head coach. Really, unless he had a personal effect on our life and we're like, OK, I feel connected to that guy. I'm going to play really hard for him. We have our own motivations. It's our family, right? We're playing for our family. We're playing for ourselves. We're playing for our teammates. We're playing. Some guys playing for money. Some guys playing because of their faith. Like we have other purposes that are strong enough for us to go out there and perform. So a coach can go through drama. It doesn't even matter, you know. I like I played for Coach Jay Gruden. I he was he and I got along really well. Was he the biggest motivator for us? He wasn't a huge motivator. He was you know he was a good play caller. But we had a bunch of grown men on the team who were still going to go out there and perform. We ended up winning the you know the division that year despite whatever drama was going on in the front office. Like we still figured it out as players. So between the white lines, it was still up to us to get the job done, and we knew that because if we got affected by everything else going on in the building, guess who's out the door? Us. So. I think that's why both teams are able to pull through and rally uh, for those reasons. All right. Game number three, the Cardinals absolutely beat down the Browns 37 to 14. This is the first six game winning streak for the Cardinals since 2015 when Carson Palmer was at the helm. JJ Watt, Watt. <laughs> it is Watt. <laughs> JJ Watt pulled the clock back to dominate um, this game, all those pass knockdowns, right? It wasn't even so much of him getting like all these sacks. It was him, how effective he was. He did have a sack. He did get those double teams. It did look like J.J. Watt of old, no doubt about it. Uh, D-Hop, Nuke, he scored two TDs. A.J. Green continues to show why he was a huge pickup for the Bengals. And then, uh, man, just if you're a Browns fan, man, I feel for you, man. It, it's just just the injuries it's not just the injuries it's who's getting injured you know it's baker went down a few times uh, obj i knew i knew as soon as obj got tackled i immediately said that that's a shoulder ac separation which he was he probably went in got some medicine came back in you already didn't have nick chubb you lose kareem hunt it is just like man like like what do you do but this is where this is where the front office and coaches make their money like is your depth good enough? Is your depth good enough? Arizona continues to show 
their major absolute dominance. It's like before you, I mean, just look at their, their wins. They put up 30 against pretty much everybody. This, however, they beat the Jaguars, they handled the Rams the exact same way. They handled the Browns the exact same way. They handled the Titans the exact same way. They're literally like, it's, they're not just winning by the skin of your teeth. Sure, we could say the Niners, but I look at the Niners game as a, it's a division game, right? It's a common opponent. Who knows you better than your own division rivals? I understand that. Cool. And plus, it's all the young coaches, their friends, they know each other, so they figured each other's game plan out. But right now, man, Arizona is absolutely legit. I've, I even tweeted out, I said, look, Kyler Murray does not need a head coach. Okay? <laughs> like, he's got to – they are so connected in the zone. He is having so much fun. He doesn't need a head coach. And prove my point. Um, so yeah, man, what, what were the, what were some of the gambling takeaways from this game? Lamb? Well, before I get into the gambling takeaways, I think one of your, the, one of the, I've learned a lot from you from the player's perspective, but the one thing that really resonated with me the most was when we were talking about the bills and chiefs game a couple weeks ago, you were saying, stop looking at who they played. Cause that was my argument. The bills haven't played a strong opponent. And you just said, dude, they've shut out two teams. They're dominating teams. Look at it like that. They're not winning by the skin of their teeth. Same exact concept applies to the Cardinals. I was a little hesitant. I was telling you and Tremont last week, there's something about them that I don't like. I'd be a fool to not be on board now, right? <laughs> three wins by three possessions this year and and against really good teams too, right? We saw what the Titans did on Monday Night Football, dismantled them in Tennessee to open up, beat the Rams in comfortable fashion, right? That game was even more out of hand than what the final score showed. Right. In at SoFi. At SoFi. Yes, at SoFi. And you're right about the division game. That was a wacky game with the Niners. Maybe that soured me a little bit. But to go into Cleveland, I was on Cleveland, and then they rule out the two tackles. Nick Chubb goes down. They didn't have – well, They Nick Chubb was down prior to, to the game, the announcement. Right. They lose Hunt. And Baker is playing with a torn labrum in the non-throwing shoulder. That can't be comfortable. They jump out to a 17 nothing lead to the Cardinals and never look back. Just start to finish, similar to what we were talking about with the Raiders before, just as someone in yourself who picked the Cardinals, you have to be just chilling throughout that whole game. I was, and there was a, there was a cool graphic that came up um, during the game. Is I think it was early, maybe the second quarter, Every single weapon on offense touched the football. Mm. Everybody for Arizona. And then now they get Zach Ertz. I mean, come on now. Like, they just keep loading up on, on weapons, and they're just going to have so much fun. And, and again, this is – the team is healthy for the most part. Yes, they lost Max Williams, but they get back. They get, you know, Ertz uh, to fill in that role, which is uh, – I mean, my gosh, you can't find a better uh, situational player to replace him. So – they're playing great on defense. They're all over the place. They're just so aggressive. I, I love watching Buda Baker. His energy is just contagious throughout that whole entire defense. He, I'm sure like when they watch film, they look at him and it's like, that's how you do it. Like he, he'll be on one side of the field. He'll run, he'll run the full 53 in the third and make a play. And when guys see that, it's like, damn, I need to step my game up too. And I'm sure that's a huge uh, effect. So uh, I'm curious, man, to, to see. Like I mentioned earlier that for the Browns, this is where – when you see in an organization, when you see injuries show up to your key players, this is where coaching, this is where the front office, 
This is where all that stuff comes into play. Like, did you do a good enough job to find guys within your depth? You know, those those Seattle teams in 2012, you know, 13, 14, they did a really good job training the bottom of their roster. You know, if you were going on practice squad, you were going practice squad because eventually you were going to get moved up. Eventually, that was going to happen. They didn't just go ahead and load up on first round picks. They they trained these these guys to, to be that. So they had a young they had a bunch of young guys playing. Those the best teams do. The best teams train the bottom of their roster. So when they have situations like this, they know what to do. You know, it's those undrafted players. It's those seventh round picks. It's those guys off the street who who you just like. Oh man, there's something about this guy. You know, that's what like. Like Scott McLuhan was really good at finding guys like that. You were talking about Zach Ertz. I think this is a tremendous move for them because think about this. They go five five receiver sets. D-Hop and A.J. Green, you got Moore and Kirk in the slots, and then you have Ertz operating as the fifth option where now you're not asking Ertz to be a 90-catch tight end like he was early on with Carson Wentz and the Eagles. I, the sky's the limit for this offense, man. But, Will, what do you – and 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 listen, and both backs are playing really right. well. Chase Edmonds and James Conner are, I mean, they're lightning and, and thunder, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and and I know a lot of people in the fantasy community is really upset with D Hop's production, but from a team standpoint, he's scoring touchdowns. I was gonna say he's scoring, yeah, he's TDs. scoring TDs, but <laughs> he's not having those eight for one fifty games that we grew accustomed to, but. He doesn't care. He even Man, came out and said care, bro. six and zero. Oh. That's the only numbers and stats That's that matter it. to me. Well, what do you think of at this point? What do you think of the Browns I, with some of these injuries? Do they strike you as a the 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 hell season that I've been coining? I don't know, but real quick with D Hop, I mean, he he got all the numbers. He got the money. At this point, you're like, what caps it off? He's trying to win and get a ring. Uh, for, for the Browns, man, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's super hard because. But when everyone was healthy, everyone still had questions about Baker. Mm-hmm. Like, is he is he for real that guy? He's a number one overall pick, and he hasn't gotten a new deal yet. So is he? He was already the question mark, and now all these things are happening around all over the place. You know, I think the right now the only, uh, I mean, the only bright spot is Donovan People Jones. I mean, I think he's the only bright spot for that team right now. He's he's built like Brandon Marshall. He's a big big strong dude that's playing well and yeah, they're struggling on with that in terms of like the health and then defensively, man, there's there's absolutely no chemistry. There is none. I'm watching these plays like these explosive plays that they're giving up and it's like, man, if there's just any kind of communication or what have you is like They'll be fine. It's not that they have bad players. They have good players in the secondary. It's just right now they are not talking. They are not on the same page. So it's just, it's crazy. Man, I don't know how I feel about them from here on out. This show is brought to you by WinBet. We wrapped up week six of the NFL season. So what are you waiting for? Download WinBet app and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Yo, Nick, do you see anything, anything on the WinBet app that you like this week? Well, they've introduced, I think, one of the coolest bets that you can make in the years that I've been following sports betting. 
Legends versus stars in the NBA. You know how people always argue what era is better than the other? Can this guy flourish in this era and whatnot? <laughs> you can bet on points per game and assists per game. Allen Iverson versus LaMelo Ball in their sophomore season. You could bet Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons' Isaiah Thomas. Like, well, will LaMelo have more? Yeah, like the, the combination. Did? Oh, okay. The combination of points and assists in their second season. That's funny. Right? Isaiah Thomas's records in a quarter, 25. Can Damian Lillard break that this year? So it's some really, really fun props, big payouts, plus 600, plus 150, plus 1500 payouts. And you can, you know, put your money where your mouth is if you think that LeBron could outscore a guy like Magic Johnson. That's pretty dope. That's that's I'm a I'm a hey, you need to check that out if you're hating on the old school. All right. Plus, we got those NFL parlays. Download on WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offer so that you change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into probably one of my favorite segments. It is the upset of the week. All right, we're going to name our upset of the week and the Titans beat the Bills as a plus 220 underdog. All hail to King Henry. We will ignite him, put the crown on here. Where's my crown graphic? It should be there. There it is. All right, cool. (laughs) So King Henry went off again. Buck 43, three TDs. Um, What's so impressive every single time I watch him is you look at him. He's this big, giant, grown man, mutant running back. And every single time he gets an open field, he pulls away from everybody. It's not he's running and he's like knocking people off. He's going untouched, not even close, running by DBs. It is unreal. And it's wild because I I knew he can do this. Even he, he's done it in high school, ran by everybody. And my, my term for those listening, I call it if they can hit the home run, right? Hit the home run meaning you can take it 50, 60, 70, 80 yards plus. He has done that in high school. Then he has done the same thing in Alabama. And you're like, okay, in the NFL, not only are the guys bigger, they are really faster. They are legit faster. And so you're not running by these guys. And he proves time and time again that he can hit the home run. And it is wild. It is so impressive to see him do that, especially knowing he's getting the football. Yeah. It's wild. Man. Yeah, that, that, that right there is it. Right? You, know, you know the Titans want to just put it in his belly, and you still can't do nothing about it. That's when you know you have an elite guy. Like, this is what we want to do. And guess what? This is what we're going to do. Do something about it. The craziest thing, right. Will, about Derrick Henry is there's this uh, there's this trend of running backs after a 400 touch season, they sort of are not as productive. Years past, right. Demarco Murray. You look at Thomas Jones. You go back to Priest Holmes even further in the early 2000s. Guess what, dude? They're not six three two fifty. So maybe those trends we could throw out when it applies to Derrick Henry because he's on pace to do that for the third straight season, Will. But but here's the thing, though. They don't really have to be that size. It's the fact that Derrick Henry knows 
he knows that's what's going to happen. So every year he goes viral with his training regimen. Yeah. He knows like he knows, okay, I'm going to get hit a lot. I'm going to get the football every single play. So he prepares his body for that. Um, when I was in London, we sat with um, Warwick Dunn and he's a, he's a little running back, but he said he was able to stay healthy because he would train two to three times a day just to get his body prepared for that kind of kind of a deal. So I think with um, Derrick Henry knowing that he's able to prepare, prepare his body and stay healthy, because remember we talked about earlier, even with Tua, availability is huge. If you're available, you're accountable. Right now, I mean, Russell was that mm-hmm. person until he got hurt. Why does LeBron spend millions of dollars, dollars on his body every year? Because he wants to be available and it gives his team the best chance to win. Um, you know, did, I, I want to I put this out there. I know everyone's talking about these quarterbacks, but he, Derrick Henry, is legit in the MVP discussion. Okay. Um, before I go, this Lamb, can you can you give me the uh, give us the win bet MVP odds right now? So right now, per the win bet, the favorite is Kyler Murray plus three twenty five, Josh right. Allen plus four seventy five, Dak plus five hundred, Brady plus six fifty. Then you got two guys in Stafford and Rogers at ten to one, Lamar eleven to one, my guy Herbert fourteen to one. Then you got Derrick Henry at twenty two to one for MVP. <laughs> So right. I, I want to I wanna just so, because I, I hear you and I, I respect the take. I don't know what more he would need to do from last season to be MVP. Well, last year he broke 2000 yards, scored 17 touchdowns. Right. And was, but that is here's the thing, though. But that doesn't matter for the 2000 yards. That's what I found in history. Barry Sanders had 2000 yards. Sure, he won the MVP. But guess what? He shared it with Brett Favre. Right. Chris Henry ran for 2,000. I mean, uh, Chris Johnson ran for 2,000 yards. Peyton Manning won it that year. He threw for 4,400 yards, I think like over 30 touchdowns and like 16 picks, something crazy like that. I think like Terrell Davis ran for 2,000 yards. He won it that year. He won MVP outright. Marshall Falk had to do like the unthinkable, his 1,000, 1,000 year, and he won it outright. And so it's 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 super hard for a running back for 2000 yards. And, but that's my whole point of, okay, you have, you have MVP is the best player, right? Like Chris Johnson, he run, he won offensive MVP. I mean, offensive play of the year. MVP is the best player, but like, honestly, who on this list is the most valuable player to their team? Okay. You can make obviously for everybody, but when I look at guys like Lamar Jackson, Baltimore is not doing what they are doing without Lamar Jackson. You look at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans have zero chance without Derrick Henry. Um, you look at Tampa. I mean, obviously, Brady came in and won, and won a ring with them. Uh, before all these injuries they were an overall really good team. Uh, Brady is that con- that constant. Uh, the Cowboys, yes, they are in a position highly because mm-hmm. of Dak. Dak's playing outstanding well, but the Cowboys are a good football team. The Bills are a good football team. The Cardinals are a good football team. Now, why are these guys in the MVP position? Because they're the reason why their teams are playing really, really well. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he could 
he could be in a situation where it's like he's making everyone around him better uh, despite, you know, the defense not playing well. But I just look at guys like Derrick Henry and guys like Lamar Jackson. They mean more to their team um, in terms of them being the most valuable player. So. Yeah, that that's fair. It's just I, I feel like this is a very unique year where you can make a strong case for all the guys that you mentioned. Obviously, that's why they're, no they're question. also the favorites. However, no question. For Henry to be doing this as a running back, like if Henry doesn't play well, I think the line moves two to three points away from the Titans. And you can't say that about many non-quarterbacks in the league, right? Like the drop-off we saw last year between Dak and when Dalton came in, the team was just a mess, right? Aaron Rodgers doesn't start. I think he's worth about seven to eight points to the point spread. And when you're factoring in the, the idea of him being a running back, meaning as much to the point spread as some of these quarterbacks, it's it's an interesting conversation to have about Derrick Henry being the MVP. Um, so from our upset of the week, I know we just rambled on the MVP, but what are some uh, gambling takeaways from this game? So this happens a lot when there's a big favorite on Monday Night Football, the standalone game, which we spotlighted often. A lot of parlay tickets are thrown on that last game. Like, oh, I'll throw that last game and then maybe I can hedge my way out or it gives me something. Right. I, I almost did it yeah, myself. <laughs> yeah, it gives me something to be intrigued about for. Especially if, especially if I didn't have a good weekend, it's like, okay, Monday's my chance to like make up. Exactly. For yeah. Sportsbooks love Sunday night, Monday night, start fresh, Thursday night football. Those standalone games is big money for sportsbooks. The line opened up at minus three and a half for the Bills. And everyone was just hammering the bills. All the tickets were coming in. 90% of the tickets on the bills money line. Back to the parlay factor we were talking about. And it just goes to show you that sometimes you're going to be disappointed Tuesday morning. And that's what happened for everyone back in the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) All right. So before we wrap up today, here are our biggest takeaways from this episode. For me, I think the Browns are in major trouble. Um, I just I just don't know how they're going to come out of this situation um, with no running game right now because that's their bread and butter. They, if they can run the football, man, they are super, super effective. Uh, the Cardinals yet again prove that they are for real with another convincing win against a playoff type football team. Um, and my last takeaway are the Titans and Ravens are letting everyone know that it's a long season, folks. It's a it's a long ass season, okay? I understand like everyone was happy about the Chargers, everyone's on the Bills, blah blah blah, this that and the third, but if you show up and you straight smack a team in the face just to let them know like, "All right, bro, like it's only October." I'm gonna let you know. I think both the Titans and the Ravens show that I, I watched the, you know, the, the Titans Bills game. And it was, I put out there, this was a real football game. Like dudes were hitting so hard, brutal, physical, big plays, huge running plays, like defensive plays like that game had everything you wanted. And then you also, people are like, Oh, you know, the Ravens Chargers game was kind of a letdown. Cause they got blown out. But that to me was impressive. The fact that you took a, a a winning team, like a favorite team like the Chargers, with an MVP 
caliber quarterback. Everyone's high on them. They go into Baltimore, and Baltimore just beats their ass. I mean, I'm like, that's that's impressive in itself for that to happen. So those are my takeaways. Lamb, what are yours from today's episode? I want to piggyback off that about dominant wins. I really think it's it's my favorite takeaway of yours, Will, that, that I've learned from doing this show with you, that look at how dominant teams are when they're getting their wins. Are they winning by three? Well, because it matters, it matters in college. Right. It matters in that's college. True. Yes, hell of a point there. So you're beating teams by three possessions. Like, yeah, I get that they're the Houston Texans, but you beat them 40 to nothing if you're Buffalo, right? Same thing with the Cardinals. My second one is I think that this MVP race is really going to come down to the last week. And you can make a strong case for all all the guys that we mentioned as far as how valuable they are. And to me, Will, it seems like the Dolphins and the Browns are having those hell seasons where things are just not going right for them. And now the Browns are going to play on Thursday, short week, got to recover from these injuries. It might be it might be tough sledding for two teams that we had a lot of expectations for. However, it is a long season and injuries do seem to pile up. And that's what you're getting right now with these two franchises. No doubt about it, man. It'd be, it'd be really curious to see how they bounce back in a short week. Maybe... Maybe they get overlooked and they can sneak away a win, but I'd look at it as being really, really challenging. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we'll be previewing week seven uh, of the NFL and making some picks to help you win some dough. Uh, This has been Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Do not forget to subscribe, throw us a rating, and tell your friends about our show. You can find me at Will Blackman on all social media platforms. Uh, Nick, where can they find you? At Nick Day is 10 on all social media platforms as well. All right. Thanks for joining. Catch you next time.